Have you ever wondered where the problems in the world today would exist if we had deeper connection to ourselves, others, and the environment and acted from that place? Welcome to the Conscious Action Podcast with your host, Brian Burneman, who believe that connection is the key to taking conscious action as individuals and creating a better world. We are here to raise awareness and inspire meaningful action by sharing stories, knowledge, and conversations with thought leaders and change makers. From sustainability to well-being and everything related to conscious living, our mission is to empower you to be the change that you want to see in the world. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Conscious Action Podcast. I am Brian Burnham, your host. And for this episode, I wanted to explore something that mostly in our Western society we don't talk so much about. I know that it wasn't the case for my childhood and most of my life. And that is about one of the most important aspects of our lives, and that is death. Death, dying, and living. So I recently had um, an experience that my housemate um, that I have been living with her for the last four years, she passed away. And it was a process of different health um, issues and imbalances that led to, to her passing. Um, throughout all of this time, having a lot of conversations with, with a lot of people, I noticed that we all experience this differently. And partly one of the things that I realized is that most people don't know how to be with it, don't know how to feel about it, don't know how to process what's going on. And this led me to reflect on my own experience that when I was younger and I didn't have the tools and the understandings that I have now how to be with myself, be with my feelings and the experiences that are taking place. When I was younger and my grandfather passed away and it was quite sudden and surprising because he was really healthy or at, at least what I thought uh, that was a really healthy lifestyle. Um, and he seemed to be well, and he suddenly passed away. And I remember that I was in the hospital with my family, and that I don't even remember if it was the doctor or someone in my family that came out and said that he got, he had passed. And in that moment, my body literally froze. I was in like one position, I was stuck. My hands, my fingers were completely still and rigid. And I had no idea what was going on in my body in that moment. I actually remember my auntie coming and just grabbing me and trying to put my, my hands down. Um, and it was many years until I had the capacity to actually process what happened back then. At that moment, I didn't have the 
the tools and my connection with my body and with my feelings to process that information and for some years every time that i thought of my grandfather there was some blockage there was a lot of emotionality and you know i, I used to choke up talking about him and with time i was able to just reconnect and go back to that experience and to process it so that it no longer hold me back it was no longer a blockage it was something that i processed and that for me is something huge in order to be able to process what's going on in our lives and process the things that we haven't been um that weren't possible when we were younger whether that was when we were kids or even last week it doesn't matter when something happened if it's still unprocessed it's stored in our system and we now whenever we have that capacity to process and integrate our experiences we can do that and throughout the process recently i went back a lot to my experiences that through the tibetan buddhist teachings i was introduced a lot to the concept of death and when i was younger i thought that in the buddhist teachings suffering and death that there were a lot of people talking about that i thought you know like and, and i think that this is partly what a lot of people think that there's quite you know negativity you know if you're focusing on death and everything is suffering Yet I remember very clearly my teacher saying, we practice on death and we practice on impermanence because they are going to happen. They are part of life. Everything is impermanent. And as long as we actually focus on those teachings and we practice on that, those teachings actually point to the preciousness of this human life, to the preciousness of this life that we don't know when is it going to end. I don't know whether I'm going to live 100 more years, 200 more years, 25, or if this is the last day of my life. Now, this is not about being grim and negative. This is about understanding this is about having that understanding that i am going to die we are all going to die and if we know that how can i make the most of every single moment in my life how can i give myself the permission to be present and to do whatever it is that i need to do to make the most out of this precious life, to notice the beauty that is all around me, to notice the beautiful connections, to be grateful for the things that I have instead of the things that I don't have, to be able to process, to be able to have a good relationship with my body, with my mind, with my entire system, so that I can actually live life to the fullest. And throughout those teachings, I actually practiced for quite a while this idea that 
this is my last day. How would I live and how would I do things knowing that this might be my last day? And during that, the, the time that I did that practice, that it was quite intentional practice on impermanence and the fact that I'm going to go to sleep and I'm not waking up, there was a moment of, of course, just I had to bring my body and my mind to actually believe that that was a possibility. And as well, then I realized that everything was heightened, that there was a level of intensity that I wasn't living with before. And one of the interesting things with that is like, yes, of course, you know, we never know when we're going to die. And so we postpone a lot of things. We think that there's always time to tell our loved one that we love them, to to share moments with someone, to prioritize actually, you know, like our relationships, whether that is with ourselves or with others, over potential things that are not that important, like making more money, working longer hours. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm saying we just need to understand what's priority for each of us. And I understood at the moment, for example, that I wasn't telling my parents that I love them. I thought it was just a given. And ever since then, every time or almost every single time that I talk to them, I actually tell them that I love them. I never know when it's going to be the last time because I don't know when me or them are going to be gone. And that intensity for me is so powerful because there is this preciousness of life when we notice everything can be gone in a moment. And now more and more and more with everything that is happening in the world, there's a lot of different natural disasters that are happening. People or things are just going. And when we are able to understand how do we behave in terms of attachment or clinging to things or postponing, thinking that everything will continue, that gives us an understanding how to be present, how to live the present life more fully. And coming back to my housemate passing, um, yes, of course, you know, like there's always grief. Whenever something happens, like we still need to experience it. And one of the things that I realized throughout all of this month was that every single time that I engaged with my housemate, whether it was here at home in the hospital or whatever she was, every single time I went with the idea in my mind that that was the last time that I would see her. And I didn't know how long it was going to be that process of dying, whether it was going to take one day, one week, months. It took months. And every single time that I would see her, I would go with the idea of this is the last time. I didn't tell her that. 
that was my experience. And that was a way for me as well of processing the knowing that she was going to pass and she was no longer going to be here in the physical plane. And as well, to be able to make the most out of each moment that I was there. Because if I think that there's another day that I might see this person, then I might not be fully present with them. I might be checking my phone or doing something or even daydreaming or thinking of something that takes me away from that present moment fully with that person, whatever it is that I'm doing. And this is key for me. This is, you know, so important that we can do this and that I was able to do that and that I was able to actually be here during that time, during this month, and to be able to process little by little what was happening so that then it doesn't come A, as a shock when she's gone, and B, I can process it more fully. And in the teachings of Buddhism, there is what happens when someone passes, which is the going through the bardos. The, the bardos are the in-between spaces, are the spaces on the stages that we go through when we pass until there's a rebirth or whatever needs to take place. And it's an entire process and we can actually practice during our life to be able to navigate what happens afterwards. And one of the things that as well I, I was taught during the Bardo teachings or the teachings of death and dying is the understanding that this life as well is a Bardo. It's an in-between space. It's in between death. So I wasn't here and then I was born and then I won't be anymore. So this space as well can be seen as an in-between those two other spaces. And even within this life, everything that happens, every cycle is as well and in between. Every time that I go to sleep, that can be seen as a bardo, a space in between. And when I understand more and more and I can practice more and more how all of these in between spaces, which are the spaces that are the unknown, it's hard to have a grasp on them. It's hard to have a foundation and a basis when we are navigating them. The more that every single day I can give myself the permission to be present, to be conscious, and to be able to navigate better and choosing and allowing my mind and my body to be sharp, to be still, to be calm, to be relaxed then that is a preparation for whenever it is that my body is going to pass and my consciousness is going to traverse through whatever stages it needs to after death. And this for me comes back to the idea that we need to have more conversations, even from when we're younger. So that we don't create fear, we don't create some taboo towards this aspect of our lives 
that it happens to everyone. And the more that we normalize something that is natural like this, the easier it is to be in relationship with each other. The easier it is to not postpone things. And that doesn't mean that, you know, we need to go, 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 and do, 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 do. There is time for being. This is not about just changing what actually supports our well-being whilst we are still here. What I mean is not leaving anything unsaid. Not allowing the idea that we or others are going to still be here tomorrow or next month or in two months or whatever to change how we are putting our energy based on what is important to each of us. So I encourage you, if you're listening still to this, to be able to incorporate a little bit more this knowing that everything is impermanent and how we relate to ourselves and to others based on the knowing that everything is impermanent and allowing the preciousness, the perspective that life is precious. Other people are precious. The people in our lives are precious. Strangers are precious. We are precious. How can we allow more of that? And allowing ourselves and giving ourselves the tools and the space and time necessary to process what is happening, the feelings, so that we don't create any more blockages in our system. We don't take on any more trauma forward. And we can also, once we know that, just as I did with my grandpa, go back and process those things that were blocked in our system. So I encourage you, invite more of this knowing. Invite death and dying not to be a taboo. And it can be actually a beautiful time of connection, a beautiful time of letting go of self-identification, of a lot of the ideas that we have that they don't really matter. I hope that something during this conversation actually sparked something and resonated with you. If you have anything to share, any experiences that you had with this topic or any feedback or anything and questions that you would like, I would love this to continue on the conversation anywhere that you're finding this episode. Just write a message there and let me know. And I hope that you can, if you're listening to this still, take a moment to connect with yourself, to be present and to appreciate what you have and the preciousness of this life. Thank you everyone for being here, for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode. Bye. What did you like the most about this episode? Take a moment to think about what change you can make in your life today. Share your conscious action on social media using hashtag conscious action and tagging at conscious action and said, so we can celebrate your impact on the world and create a ripple effect. One easy action we would love for you to take right now is to share, like, and subscribe to this podcast. This will help us get these messages out into the world and inspire more people to take conscious action in their own lives, contributing to the better world we hope for.